Hi, this is Alex Isaacson. And Ellen Kaplan. And we are your hosts of this new podcast called Uniquely Portable Magic, where we will be talking about books and other fun things that come our way. We would like to use this introductory episode to introduce you guys to ourselves um, and, you know, why we're starting a podcast about reading. Uh, yeah, and why we like to read and... How we got started with reading, yeah. you know? <laughs> and all the, I was going to say all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, uh, Ellen and I are best friends, so that makes starting a podcast really fun for us. <laughs> and it seemed like a natural next step in our mm-hmm. friendship here. Exactly. Yeah, we've been best friends since ninth grade, and we are now 27-year-old women. I was just going to say you know? not in ninth grade. I didn't know if we <laughs> had to, like share that with the whole world uh hey it's not like we're i don't know it's fine it's fine 57 is that an age where you don't want to tell people how old you are oh i don't care (laughs) maybe we'll still be doing this when we're 57 and we'll be like we've been doing this for 30 years wouldn't that be awesome if we could just make our living off of this podcast and people would still listen to us right? and put up with us after that long? Or maybe we would just keep getting new people. Maybe it wouldn't necessarily have to be the same people. I mean, it would be great if it was the same people. Mm-hmm. But we just keep luring... No, I was going to say luring young people to us. But... <laughs> keep luring unsuspecting individuals. There, that sounds, that sounds way less <laughs> No, creepy. it really doesn't. It that... doesn't sound better. <laughs> it it, it does. like we're like, what is that uh, bedtime story that, you know, you tell kids about, God, I can't remember what it is, um, about the kids being cooked in the oven after they were lured Hansel and Gretel? You yes. Can, you... <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called, okay? <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, for oh, anyone good. listening, you will realize that that happens to me a lot, and <laughs> I often forget references, or I can't remember what something is in reference to, and then I always have Ellen to help me out, as well as laugh at me about it afterwards. Absolutely, so. that's why I'm here. So, oftentimes, in our long friendship with one another, <laughs> we have... Uh, not lived in the same place. You know, for a long time, we were both in Racine, Wisconsin. And so we could see each other often. But, of course, after high school, you know, we, we went out to college. You went out to Gettysburg. And a lot of our phone conversations, or our conversations in general, happened to be phone conversations. And then as we continued to grow up, um, I think I, we found that most of our conversations, while we talked about real life stuff too, just sort of ended up on books and the books we were reading and talking about them. And so I think that seemed like a nice, interesting topic for a podcast since it was already so much of our time we spent together. Does that seem... Yeah, that's so true. Um, At first I was a bit hesitant but thinking more about it it just it makes so much sense and hopefully we'll make you know some great podcast episodes because it is something that we just end up doing so regularly and 
end up having multiple conversations about the same books and we have similar reading interests typically Mm -hmm. so that yeah it was just kind of an interesting and fun next step to take you know to challenge ourselves a little bit and see absolutely if we could do this and I think um I think it'll be so like you said we mostly have the same interests in um in reading but I think this will be a fun way to help us sort of push each other out of our comfort zone like our comfort reading zones that's Um, very true so let's so let's start with how we got into reading so tell me about how reading became such a big thing for you yeah um Gosh, when thinking back to my childhood, I just remember being in the library all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we would constantly be going back to the library to get more books. And now, I, I looking back, because now I see my mom, who still reads all the time, and so she still goes to the library all the time. And it makes me wonder, was she really going back so that her kids could get more books to read? Or was she going because she needed more books to read, too? Granted, I don't know if she had as much time to read books when she was, you know, raising us versus now. Um, I think it could be a little bit of both. Yeah, but, I mean, I just have so many memories of being at the library. Um, So it was just... I mean, education was always something that was important in our house, and a big part of that is reading and knowing mm-hmm. how to read. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I don't remember exactly learning how to read like you do, um, but I do remember, you know, my parents reading to me a lot when we were little, uh, which I loved, and then eventually that translated into us reading to them and doing a combination of they would still read to us at night and then we would also read a bit on our own too. Sure. Um, And then I just became an avid reader as a kid Mm -hmm. and that continued really through maybe when I went off to college then it kind of either the end of high school or college was when I kind of just like fell out of reading sure um I think I just spent so much time having to read for school that I just ended up kind of switching over to watching tv or movies as you know enjoyment instead of reading and then I feel like I really got back into it I don't know right away once I moved out after college, but I definitely got back into reading and remembering how much I enjoyed reading once I was, you know, a young professional in the workforce and reading wasn't, you know, something that I was doing for school or anything like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about for you? So, I mean, often it's, or often, (laughs) often, what does that even mean? Um, a lot of my story is pretty similar to yours. You know, my, um, the, the big difference was, so I, you know, as you know, but as our, as our listeners don't know, as I went to a French immersion school, um, actually I started at a German immersion school for pre-kinder, like pre-K. So when I was, I think four into early five. So I was doing a lot of sort of 
schoolwork in German at first. And then um, I moved to uh, Minneapolis when my mom met and got engaged to my stepdad. And so they wanted to keep me in an immersion school, but they didn't have a German one. So I went to a French immersion school and I was there from kindergarten through most of third grade. Wow, so some really pivotal, right. critical exactly. years. And during that time, so not only was I there for like learning periods, but I was also there in a period of time when my mom and my stepdad had a baby. So it was a really, um, I mean, it was a great time, but it was also kind of a tumultuous time. And so a lot of the stuff that I was doing in school, like learning how to read and write and all of those things, I was learning to do in French. Um, and I wasn't doing so much of it at home. You know, I was doing some, but um, in English, I should say, at home. But like my parents had a young baby to take care of and <laughs> they both worked. And, you know, so it was um, it wasn't until I went into I mean, I, I must have known how to read in English some when I went into third grade in an English speaking school. Um, Cause of course, like I wouldn't have been able to just enter it if I couldn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know that I was particularly at the same level as everybody else. And so learning to sort of not so much unread in French, but learning how to put that aside when I was trying to le- read in English um, was grueling and I hated it. And if you would have told Ellen at that period in her life, that she would become the reader that she is today, she would have laughed in your face. Because uh, she she was not having it. She did not like it. It was the worst. And it was. And it was, it was awful. Because every time I would think that I had it, I didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but then finally, you know, it kind of just all clicked together. And, and then I sort of shot ahead, like, my reading ability and my reading comprehension like, shot ahead of everybody else in my class. Um, It even got to a point where in, like, fifth grade, my teacher had us all um, organized in reading levels, like, based on the alphabet. And most of my classmates were in the, I want to say, like, the H, the G-H area of the alphabet. And I was by myself with the teacher in the Z category. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, I was, like, way at the end like, it was only her and I in that group reading and talking about books. Wow. Um, so that felt really cool. But I didn't really fall in love with reading um, until... Um, so I read a book called The Princess and the Goblin. And that was sort of the book that I read by myself that made me fall in love with reading. Um, but then sort of similarly to your story, my dad would read... Uh, the Harry Potter books to me, um, but usually before bed. Um, but that's where I fell in love with storytelling for sure, you know, and then sort of the reading part of it came sort of with the princess and the goblin. And then I read, um, the song of the lioness quartet by Tamara Pierce. And it was so exciting to have a redhead protagonist as a red a young redheaded girl and I was 
in love with the storyline and the whole fantasy world that had been created. And uh, fantasy has been my my genre of choice ever since. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy because that's getting me thinking back because I totally forgot that I was in Battle of the Books. Did you guys have Battle of the Books in your or something like that? It was run through the library in fourth and fifth grade. And you basically had a team and your school competed against other schools and you all read the same books. No. And were like quizzed on the books. No. And like all of the stuff about Tell it. Tell me yeah, more. I totally forgot about that. But, it, you know, you saying when you started falling in love with reading, it got me realizing that I think I was more into reading earlier in my life. And that's something that started for you a little bit later, Mm -hmm. because for me, it was more like I remember loving the Nancy Drew books that my mom would read to us Mm -hmm. when and this was, I think, before I could really read fully. Mm -hmm. So that was like much younger than when you really started like falling in love with books. And I interestingly enough I love fantasy now but I hated fantasy in elementary school like I hated it I thought it was so stupid I read the first (laughs) Harry Potter book in like fourth or fifth grade like a little bit after it had come out and I intensely disliked it I was all about historical fiction oh look at how fancy you were I know I know I was like above fantasy like fantasy wasn't cool enough for me obviously (laughs) that's hilarious uh yeah I think it was twilight in high school that might have been like my first transition into a somewhat fantasy book possibly oh gosh I mean that's certainly when I was reading twilight yeah well, that's when it came out, even though it was definitely for people who are younger than high school students. Oh, I no, think. I think it was exactly for high school students. Like, you know, young. Okay, I would say the reading level, no, because you and I both, <laughs> it seems like we were reading at much higher reading levels, but didn't necessarily, you know, like, I remember I read Jane Eyre when I was really young, to the point where I didn't really understand it, or like comprehend a lot of the nuance because that's the reading level I was at but yet you know it's written for an older audience so I think flip that around like Twilight you're right written for an audience that is high school level but the reading level is way younger oh yeah but that's yeah that's how a lot of books are though these days for sure um and it's interesting because at the time I mean maybe not even at the time but like I've certainly always been aware of, like, is this the reading level that I should be reading at? And then I, more recently, have come to the conclusion that I don't care. (laughs) If it's a book or a story that I'm interested in reading, I don't care who it was intended for. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to enjoy it. And who cares if it's meant for, you know, like... I remember it actually sort of really started when my brothers were... So my brothers are 8 and 12 years younger than I am. So it really got to a point where I was, like, buying them Christmas and birthday presents. And, of course, I was buying them books because I wanted to try to foster that love of reading in them. And to have someone to talk to about reading books and books and all of those exciting things. And I... um, I would be, like, trying to find them books, and I'd be reading the back, and I'd be like, oh, I want to read that. Oh, 
I want to read that. And of course, it was meant for like much younger children than I was at that point in time. But that's really when I first started thinking like, you know what? I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I want to read it, I'm going to read it. Yeah, and you've definitely told me that before, too, about my reading, because I've come to you saying, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I feel guilty reading young adult books because I should be, like, I feel like my reading level has declined because I have been reading, you know, not at the higher level that I used to read at. Sure. And again, you've told me the same thing. Yes. And while I still agree that maybe I could you know, mix it up so my reading comprehension get ba- gets back up to where it was oh, when sure. I was younger. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't feel guilty about reading books that I want to read. Good, so, you shouldn't. Yeah, though I definitely had a conversation recently, I think I might have been with my mom, about how all of us, especially in the United States, are so much dumber than we used to be. Like, reading <laughs> older books, uh, you just see the level of um, just like intricacy in how language used to be and all of the vocab words and these were written for adults and these days people can't read them or have no idea what they're saying and I mean yes part of it is the English language has changed but I think part of it too is our education we have just you know I like got to, dumber, I, but our education, you know, people got educated until they were in, like, seventh or eighth grade, and they learned the same amount that we learn now in, you know, high school or college. True. True. Anyways, that was a huge tangent. That's okay. Okay, yes. Side note to everyone listening. Um, if you're not fans of tangents, then this might not be the podcast for you. <laughs> We are very tangent prone, and we will do our best to make sure to um, explain anything that might not be uh, the most, you know, anything that's not an outside, you know, that's an inside joke. We'll be sure to try to explain for you guys so you understand what the heck is going on. Um, Because we want you to be a part of it too. Mm -hmm. So. That's us. That's why we like to read. And we hope that you'll come along with us on our journey. Uh, If you would like, you can follow us on social media. We have a Twitter, um, Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. Uh, You can find us at UPM Pod Official. Um, We're on Instagram at uh, Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And we also set up an email so you can send us questions, you can send us book recommendations. You can just say hi, like whatever you want to do. Uh, and you can email us at uniquelyportablemagicpodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to going on this journey with you. Yes, thanks for listening. And stay tuned for our first podcast about actual books. Woo, books. <laughs> Bye.